I hate to hear that. West Virginia freight train Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. With me always is Jason. What's going on, man? Uh... Just, just living. L I V I N. L I V E N. Are you good? So, are you like, are you uh, into the uh, um, spring training baseball? So, not as much this year. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of Cincinnati Reds. They've gone and traded off most of their people and dumped a bunch of salary. So, not super stoked this year. But normally, I would be paying closer attention to what's happening with my Cincinnati red legs. Okay. I was just wondering, cause I know you talk about, you know, baseball, that's your number one sport that you're a fan of or way up there on the list or. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball. Absolutely. You know, I'm old school. I still dig baseball. I played yeah. baseball up until my mid twenties. So I kind of, I look at it more, not as much as a fan, but I, you know, watch what the pitcher, the batter and the fielders are doing. And right. that's what I, it's really why I like it's, it, if you're a casual fan, it can certainly be boring and I can understand that. Right. So, like, so when the regular season starts, that's when you get you get a little more on board. Again, normally I would, but I am a little bit heartbroken with the trade of Jesse Winker oh. and some other people the Reds did. I will pay attention. We've got the reigning NL Rookie of the Year, Jonathan India, and some other people. But it's just I'm not sure what the ownership is doing in Cincinnati. It's a little disheartening. Okay. Do you guys have like a is there a like a minor league team or? Semi-pro yep. team in Columbus? There are the Columbus Clippers. They're the AAA franchise of the now Cleveland Guardians. Okay. Ironically, it's ironic you mentioned that because I'm always trying to, you know, football is the sport I follow the most. I'm always trying to like, okay, I got to try to follow some Now teams. you're a Bengals fan, so this is well, great. Yeah, kind of. Um, they were kind of <laughs> an interim. Um, but uh, I want to find like an American League team because, you know, we can go to Twins games in Minneapolis. Oh, and so I'm pick Minnesota. Just because the name is new. Um, I'm going to try to follow them. Some Who, the Guardians or the Twins? Yeah, the Guardians. Oh, not the Twins. They're, they dump salary worse than the Reds do. Oh, really? So they're even okay. worse. They're super cheap, even yeah. worse. So, listen, Ron, I'm going to tell you this right now because, you you know, you, you adopted the Bengals during the playoff run. I know they're not your favorite team. You're talking about another Ohio sports team. It's nothing but sadness with professional sports, typically for Ohio. College were a lot more successful at it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans got to be pretty bummed from what I Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, and the Dolphins really spend a lot of money this offseason. Hey, welcome to Sports Talk. Yeah, we're a sports podcast now. (laughs) I love it, though. Listen, you know me, Brian. I'm a man of a lot of interest. I can talk movies. I can talk sports. I can certainly talk music. Okay, let's talk about something else in your world. What's going on with Ghost Town Silence? 
Hey, look at you. Look at, love the plug. And we didn't even plan that. What's going on with Ghost Town Silence? Uh, we are one practice into our new year. Uh, good report from that is we weren't rusty enough to not remember how to play our songs and actually sound pretty decent. We are setting a goal to get in the studio sometime here, uh, late spring, early summer. So we will be practicing for that. We're looking at about eight to 10 songs to have on a new album. It'll be our fourth album and our first album since 2010. Have these songs been in, in the process or? Uh, a couple of songs we have had for a while and played live like Gravity. Uh, and we have a song we played a couple of years ago, right before COVID hit our first live gig in a while called Flea Market. So a couple we've tested out there sound pretty good and then the rest are in various stages of readiness uh dayton studio in dayton or, or columbus or probably dayton we've done most of our recording around the dayton area we know a lot of people a lot of uh recording studios and two of the four of us are still in dayton so um probably looking there but that is tbd right now right on right on i don't have a band but you know I, uh, but, but you picked up you, cause you're texting me about this, a, eh? well, I picked up the guitar again. Yeah. I picked up the, uh, the, you know, well, I've had the Squire Strat package for a while. Um, oh, I thought you just bought that. So you just dusted it I've off. had it for a while. Yeah. I dusted it off again and I'm having struggling with trying to play without muting the other strings. Yeah, man. I've been playing, I have, I've been playing for 20 something years. I still struggle with that. It's just part of it. Well, I heard uh, that if you have a wider neck, that kind of helps. And uh, I've just uh, unplanned, you know, I, uh, we got a place in town called Flatland Guitar. Give a, a shout out to Flatland. And uh, I didn't tell you this. They're, uh, they're, they are a, uh, they carry Gretsch. And I, I'll have to, I'll probably send you this. I can't quote the model number, but uh, they, uh, had a Gretsch that a guy had bought and traded it back for something else. And so it basically knew it would have been 550 and it's 350. So I'm like, yeah, I guess. The streamliner? Gretsch yeah, streamliner. it's uh, the G2622 streamliner. And yeah, Phantom those are good Metallic. guitars. Yeah. They're really good value uh, guitars for sure. They, they play great. You look at the, a lot of reviews on them. They're very highly reviewed. I've, yeah. I've messed around with them before on stores. It's that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I guess this one's a 2019, but man, this place is like, you know, they have their own luthier on site and we got another place in Fargo. That's kind of more like, I don't know, it's more of a sheet music place. It has guitars and they're kind of just Squire Fender and where I think these guys are a little more, uh, a lot more kind of. I will say though, that. no matter what guitar you buy, if it's your old one, you're going to get this scratch. Um, if it doesn't come with a setup, pay the 50 bucks, whatever they want for a setup. So they'll adjust the neck intonation, yeah. bring height to get it sounding really, really good until you get comfortable enough or want to learn how to do it yourself. It took me a long time before and I, I set right. up all my own guitars, but uh, that, that makes a difference in playability and sound. And right. it might help also with some of the string muting too. Right. Yeah. Well, the dude that I talked to the most, he's like, he says he sets up all the grips, so I should be uh, uh, good to go. Yeah, and I would, it, man, you're going to buy that for a moment. Say, hey, it is a setup and inspection part of that, and like try to work it into it without right, paying. right, yeah, for sure. You know, what color I, is it? What color is it? I got to know that. Uh, Phantom metallic. Nice. So it's, it's got because it should have the sparkly 
like in right. it, right? Yeah, yeah I think Classy. so. Yeah. Love um, it. Get it. And Get it's not like this it. guy I talked to is always the go-to for other things. I was talking about combos, and I'm probably getting the Crush 35. Oh, the orange? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, solid state amp. The 35 is a lot more sound than you're going to need. I mean, if you're playing out live, 35 is going to be really good. It has a, I think believe it has a clean and the dirty switch built in, probably reverb. Yeah, I think so. It. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more, you know, you know, I was like reading and looking at some other things like uh, uh, Black Star and like Boss. And, but the thing mm-hmm. is, like these amps, they like, have like, oh, you know, 50, 50 different presets and, and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to get lost in, in all that and really get that like British tone from a Marshall in 1966. Or whatever some flexibility but you don't want like too much metal yeah i like simple too because even with my bases like i i i'm i've had active electronics but it's like yeah it's just too much i think it's too much trickery or too much cheating or no nah. and, and the orange amp is great the clean setting on those sound really good the crunch the dirty sounds really good with with your volume you know not or tone knob your mid bass treble like you can do a lot with that so yeah. i think that's a good choice and it should have a headphone jack i believe yeah, it's a solid does, state, yeah so sure, you can yeah. without making your wife yeah. and dog want to kill you <laughs> right 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 i'm yeah. in man do it i love so, it I, send me pictures when you do it i will so what is the name of this studio the name of this studio for for the year you guys are are going to be oh, recording it for my band. I don't, ha- we don't have one picked out yet. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. no, we don't have one picked well, out. Um, we did in the red last time, which is in, in Dayton. It was a really nice studio, uh, but we were working with a producer slash a guy from another band that we knew and liked. And he's not, he's not that studio anymore. So he's in Grove city, Ohio, which is South of Columbus. I don't know. Like we're, we're just trying to figure that out. What, what I'm trying to get us to do is, Let's set a date when we want to go to the recording studio because that will force us to set the practice time aside to get everything cleaned up so we can go in. Well, I'm just asking you that because I would tie into, you know, this studio that we heard about called Blues Alley uh, near the near or in wherever Huntington, West Virginia, which is a good segue to, you know, some people we just talked to. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're going to hear about. Yep. So it'll be the um, Jeremy and Jeremy. And Jared from the band Duquesne, they're out of Huntington, West Virginia. They are a really good modern Southern rock band. They're fantastic. And I forgot when we were talking to them, like I always try to tell like how I came across these guys. I, it was some festival that somebody else is playing at. And whenever I see like a festival, like I read all the bands, like in the B stages and whatnot, I try to like, if that name sounds cool, if that kind of sounds like a rock band, Southern rock band, and you know, usually I'll come across three or four names. It's always like one that turns out to be really good. And that's where I can't remember the festival, but that's where I came across the name Duquesne. Yeah. You know, and what we didn't ask them is how they got the name because nobody in that band's named Duquesne. It's a cool right. name. Next time we have them on, we'll have to ask them, but good find, Brian. Like always, you find these diamonds. Not, I don't want to call <laughs> them a diamond in the rough, but like you find these really cool bands that deserve to have some focus and some coverage on them and bring them to the podcast i love it yes indeed i love it too so you guys want to kick back relax uh and grab yourself a mountain dew sour (laughs) (laughs) you'll know why in a second uh or in a little while towards the end but anyway uh here's our conversation 
with Jared and Jeremy from Duquesne. guest segment of the podcast um as always i throw this over to jason to tell you guys the listeners who we have with us this week thank you brian as always i'm excited to have the guests on this week i'm, I'm going to consider these dudes my neighbors because i'm in ohio they're in west virginia it's it's damn close enough they're a really cool southern rock band out of west virginia called duquesne we have both jeremy Sargent on and jared holly how are you guys doing good how you doing man doing pretty all right brother Good. Thanks for joining us, man. Like your new record, self-titled record is great. And we'll, we'll get into all that. Like, I love it. I've been listening to it, but uh, we're just ha- excited to have you guys on, find out how you got to where you are and what you're doing. And I throw it over to Brian here. So where, where are you guys at? Is Virginia or West Virginia? Where, w- West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, right around uh, Huntington. So it's okay. Like Ohio. Huntington's a cool area. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. Ohio, Kentucky, and West Virginia all meet. So. so how did Duquesne come about? What's the origins of this band? Uh, well, so I worked at a gas station with Jared, and uh, I was always playing music. Um, I was in a band, you know, a few years before, um, and I was graduating college uh, and working at the gas station with him and doing some student teaching, and we just, you know, hit it off with music and that's totally rock and roll by the way working at a gas station and doing student teaching it's like come on <laughs> yeah 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 those were fun 16 hour days you know <laughs> <laughs> um, so um we just started jamming i mean hit it off playing playing and we said for years like man we got it we got to get a band we got to start a band and uh actually another guy um, he quit working at the gas station and another guy came in, his name Brandon. And uh, I, I had his phone number in my phone. I met him at the mall, just talking music one time. And his, his name was a uh, guitar guy, Brandon. And uh, he started coming in the gas station and uh, he just asked me one day, he's like, when are we going to play some music, man? So, I mean, no joke. It was like six months later, I get a random Facebook message from him and uh, I bring Jared along he brings uh richie along which is the bass player and uh we just kind of started jamming there um and i don't know it just took off we we never quit since then um brandon eventually made his way out of the band and then we uh we picked up uh austin and uh we've just been going ever since and austin's your guitar guitarist right yeah the only reason that jeremy liked me uh when he met me at the gas station he actually came in as a customer first and uh, he was trying to pay with a check, and his check wouldn't scan. And I was just like, 
whatever man. wait a minute what what year was this jeremy <laughs> who the hell uses a check yeah he was, it was i mean it was relatively you know i don't know probably 2006 or seven yeah okay. maybe uh, all right yeah but, you know but we were friends long before we started the band yeah so. yeah. Okay. yeah yeah i worked at a children's home uh up the road and like a detention center actually and would <laughs> the gas station down the street was my was my break go-to so i would go and so, he hooked me up with some free gas <laughs> <laughs> must be a hell of a gas station if it's your go-to it's like one of those nice you know stop and shops or something oh no not at all no <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it wasn't my problem it wasn't wasn't my gas so whatever <laughs> i really hang out but yeah we <laughs> I'm going to guess that, that, that West Virginia, there's got a lot, of, a lot of rural, like where I'm from up here, there's a lot of like little tiny towns and with a gas oh, station and a church and a bar. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing that kind of gas station in a small town. <laughs> well, if you're by Huntington, it's not that bad. I mean, you got like Marshall over that way. It's the, it's the capital. So you've got to, you know, it's, yeah, it's not the, like desolation. No, no. Yeah, we're, I'm just we're both Marshall grads. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the place we were at, the gas station we were, it's probably, what, 15, 15 minutes from Marshall uh, in, a, in a little town called Ona. And, yeah, yeah. So, I used we'll to, go to go there and we can, we can, like, stop at the, it's like a monument. The there should be a place plaque Duquesne. on the gas station. <laughs> yeah, the place of Duquesne. There you go. Yeah, so, when exactly did it? you have this peak lineup and it becomes Duquesne, like what year, like you said, you guys, you're talking about going back to 2006 when you're scanning the check and all that and meeting. So what, what scan time? The check. you got to have a song called scan the check guys. Come on. This explains the origin of the band. It's yeah, a great right. name. Scan the check. Uh, 2015 is when okay. we actually. Right on. Yeah. Set it off, started doing it on a regular basis. We would get together and just play, you know, guitar and drums and singing. But, uh, you know, as a, as a band, it was 2015. But we are not the Black Keys, so we needed a little bit more help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From nearby Akron, Ohio, by the way, a couple uh, hours away. Yeah. Hey, so were any of you guys previously in bands, or was this like a, a real first legit ba- band for both of you? Well, I was in a band, uh, two bands, um, like early college, like right when I graduated high school, I was in a band, and uh, we stopped playing. Uh, one of the guys moved or i can't remember something and uh went to college for a few years and uh actually got back together with those same guys we just switched um one of the guitar players the guy that was gone uh the other guitar player moved to bass and then we recruited a lead guitar player and uh yeah uh that, that's it other than that i played at church um on and off i was in uh i was in garage bands you know like a couple buddies like jam sessions and then i actually played drum set which is it sounds strange but i was played drum set in a string band um they kind of did like uh like kind of rock covers with like mandolin and banjo and stuff right. like that really like yeah. a like a bluegrass is there like a bluegrass kind of scene there in Huntington, well, uh, that area where you know, general area region, it's West Virginia. There's all kinds of traditional music, okay. All over the place, so, uh, but yeah, and then uh, I think this was the the first like for Richie, our bass player, is probably his first uh, real band. And then you know, Austin's been in a couple different bands, and you know, 
playing around but as far as like doing the things that that we have been able to do and you know going to the places and recording full albums and real studios that isn't in, you know in someone's living room or something like that uh this is definitely the first like real band experience for all four of us right so is like is the area though like rich with musicians you know and sometimes like there's kind of a stereotype that it's hard to find people and you know the smaller populations so this place is flooded with musicians honestly like <laughs> it's, it's kind of i guess uh you know when you're sitting at home if you're not uh, uh hung up on drinking and doing drugs you might be playing some music you know? <laughs> uh, i mean both of our families you know my dad uh growing up my dad was always in always in a band singing and playing guitar i mean to this day he still is he's, he's incredible too 60. Well, that's what you're doing as well, um, Jeremy. You, you sing and play guitar, right? You're doing the rhythm. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he does too. It's just grew up, grew up uh, seeing it my whole life, and uh, it's just one of those things. Like, you know, this is probably what I'm supposed to do when I grow up. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And my my grandmother was, um, well, I mean, she still is. She's still she's still living. But she, she still sings. Um, but when I was growing up, she was in like a 1940s, like big band band. Oh, no shit. They would go around and do like, uh, you know, like BFW shows mm -hmm. and uh, retirement centers and all this stuff. And so my mom worked uh, nights. So on the weekends, I would have to go with my mamma and we would just, I would just get in the van and we would go and I would sit on the corner of the stage and listen to, you know, them do their jazz thing and their big band thing. And, uh, and, uh just kind of roll around with them and she's an, she's an incredible vocalist um but there's there's music everywhere here you know it's kind of that that definite like mountain music type of thing that that um you know that you would imagine when you think of west virginia at least i hope that's what people think of when they hear west virginia but that's probably not true but <laughs> it's probably like wrong turn or something but <laughs> that yeah. hey that did take place in west virginia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys run into any inbred cannibal hillbillies before only one <laughs> <laughs> brian are you familiar with that movie no i may have heard about it i probably heard you mention it <laughs> i'm sure i'm a big horror movie fan yeah it's, it's it is it's about cannibal inbred cannibal hillbillies out in the middle of nowhere west virginia that you know they catch people and eat them yeah good movie <laughs> saw it in the theater <laughs> I, I i saw it in the theater as well too i'm a big fan of that genre and eliza dushku i think was the star of that so not, not too yeah. bad to look at i remember her yeah yeah you know um what's her face from buffy the vampire slayer yeah that's the one now we're developing now we're see it's easy to get me on stuff outside of music we got to like circle back i'm a total cinephile so if we get onto that we're, we're never getting off so that, that'll be the other podcast that i that we do with musicians we talk about movies and stuff some other time we'll have to write the ship here <laughs> so, so both come from musical families yes sir i'll let you go ahead brian oh. So at what point, like, do you start, you know, you're going to write originals, you're saying this is, you know, what we're doing. Does it start out with covers or? Uh, well, when me and him would get together, we were, you know, playing silly stuff, just jamming on covers, stuff that I've learned. But uh, I actually wrote a few songs. Well, you know, so the uh, the guys that I was in a band with all those years ago, 
it wasn't maybe a two week difference that when I started playing, when we actually got together in two, 2015, um, all those guys came back and asked if we wanted to start jamming again. So I was going to with two different bands, you know, just kind of kind of hanging out, playing with both. Um, but there was just something different with what is now Duquesne. Uh, you know, it it was easy, you know. But uh, I had written a few a few songs before I was even jamming with anybody, uh, like as a band, and um, that's where we started. You know, started with just. Uh, just a couple originals and you know just messing around having fun with covers and got serious and just started doing more and more but i mean i think our first show as a band we probably did like 60 40 original uh cover so okay. like before we ever started playing shows we we're like well we need material so we kind of started building that catalog and everything. right and so, all, most of that stuff's on the record honestly yeah. like yeah yeah, there's songs. There's songs on on the record that he wrote <coughs> what, 15 years ago. Yeah. So you're talking about the new record because you guys have, I believe, three out with your self-titled being your latest, correct? The the self. So what we did basically with the new record is, you know, we released the couple EPs, and um, we were just like, well, we love those songs, and um, so when we we got the idea to do the, like the full the full length album. We were like, well, we love those songs, so let's just kind of make this album like a bookend um, to where, you know, this is what we've done up up until this point. This is kind of, you know, our our, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say legacy or whatever, but you know, just because that sounds way too big, but because I can't find the right word, but you know, this is just what we've done up until this point. So we went in and we re we recorded everything that we had. Um, and then we just kind of picked, um, you know, the what we put 10 on. Is there 10 songs on that record? I think. Oh, uh, I don't know man, I don't how many wow, songs are on the record. No, um, he's looking it up now. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we just, uh, you know, we we that was the idea. So a lot of the songs that are on the EP, save for one, are on that on the record again. Um, but that's just because we wanted to, you know, like kind of close that chapter off and be like, you know, this is what we have. We didn't want to leave anything in reserve. There, there's 13. 13. That's what I was saying. I was like, no, because we, we were going to, we were like, all yeah. right, we got to cut some stuff. And then I just, yeah. I just decided like, you know what, uh, if we don't record these songs now, we're probably never going to record them because like you said, we're, we're moving on in a way. Right. Um, so that was going to be like, we might, we might as well put it all on there. Uh, you know, while we have the chance, uh, go ahead and throw it all down. And I think, I think there's only one or two songs that we had written, uh, you know, up to a certain point that we, uh, that we didn't put on, but which is because we quit playing them. It, you know, our, our genre went, we were, when we started, it was going to be a little more of a, a blues thing. Um, but then it turned into Southern rock real quick. Whenever I was the main, <laughs> the main writer, uh, just my style. This is the way it went. Um, so you know, we scrapped a few of the the more bluesy-ish type uh, sounds that we had. But yeah. one of my favorite songs on the record is "I'm Right Here." That that's like instantly a classic yep. sounding Southern rock sounding oh. song. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> An instant classic. Can we put that in quotes? <laughs> sure. Yeah, man. Throw that Ryan up Jones, all things blues and Southern rock podcast. Instant classic. Ooh. Use it on your. Yeah, man. Instant Southern rock classic. 
sounding but it, song. But it is like it is yeah. very much yeah, a go. southern right, rock we gotta, album. We gotta get the quote right. You can hear all the elements of everything that's into it, and like I know your website kind of lists a lot of a lot of uh, people that sort of influenced you. But it, I mean, it sounds like you've got slide guitar, you got you got everything going on on there that's that really works um, to that southern rock, that modern southern rock sound. I mean, it's it's a really really good album. I, I like Phoenix. I was surprised hearing that. Uh, on the record too just you know with the instrumental stuff yeah thanks man the uh so i, I feel like we kind of range from so phoenix is more of that uh kings of leoni side that mm -hmm. we uh that we you know that's one of our our influences and uh we from there i mean literally it goes from kings of leon to what black the black crows black Crow, almond brothers one brothers um you know, you got to, I mean, you got to pay homage to Skinner too. And, of you course. Know, yeah. you know, the, but I don't know. I think, uh, you know, and then stuff like, you know, one of Jared's main bands that he loves is Tool. You know, he just saw them in concert the other day. Well, because he's a, he's a drummer. Of course he likes Tool. Exactly. I, saw them in, I saw them in Columbus, actually, man. Oh, you, what, a couple, they were just here a couple weekends ago. Yeah, yeah Nationwide. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How how was the show? Uh upsettingly perfect Ups upsettingly <laughs> perfect now tools should use that on who <laughs> we just there was just another guest we just had that talked about tool being um oh it was one of the tour to the drummer from tour tour and right on yeah yeah yeah, yeah, with, yeah yeah with fever I mean, tree if yeah. it's a, if you're talking to a drummer you know i know that's why i said that of course your drummer you liked i like tool i like tool <laughs> but usually don't hear the southern rock blues genre of like hey tool's a big big influence you know what we've got a lot of recently is clutch a couple a couple people in a row like clutch were were the band yeah. which clutch is cool shit yeah clutch is pretty awesome they actually have like a huge following here like there's a restaurant downtown that has like a clutch burger really um, yeah. they're not even from west virginia they're from like illinois or something aren't they I know, but apparently back in the day they tore up huntington and and, uh, and it's, it's just still pretty, recovering yeah it's <laughs> they, they left a mark <laughs> But, uh, yeah another but song i love is mountain mama that's a good one yeah uh yeah man uh i what i can't remember how i explained it but like so i have a bad habit we have a bad habit of like we might start out with a simple idea but it freaking goes and like it just turns into this huge thing and you know so i, I told jared i was like i want to write a simple song you know like for I think I may have said for simple people, but I didn't mean simple people like that. I just meant like people that just like, just wanting to have fun. You wanting to, you know, like you take it for face value and it is what it is, you know? And, uh, I, that actually hit me when I was driving home from work one day, uh, just for some reason that, that chorus came into my head. And, um, I had, we sat on that for a long time too. Like I had that, uh, whenever Brandon, uh, was in the band still and did we we didn't eat, we didn't put it together did we until until austin was in the yeah, band yeah, um so i mean I, I had that song for like a year or more maybe yeah. um but yeah it's just i don't know that's, then, our, that's our fun song and then yeah. when we when we we finished it in practice um and we were like well we got to call somebody to record that so we ended up putting it out as a single 
way before the album ever came out because we just went in and kind of one and done uh that song because we're like man that one's that one's you know people are gonna like that one so we gotta we gotta put that one on wax so there a tie back to john denver and country roads because you know west virginia and mountain mama a little bit a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the blues earlier even though you're, you you said you kind of like cut some of that out, does you, do you still feel it like in your playing that influence just oh, kind of pop up sometimes? All the time, always. Yeah. Uh, it was just uh, the stuff that we cut that was you know more blues based was it just didn't have that uh, raw mm. edge that that the rest of the stuff does, right. you know, the modern rock stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean you know tenacious soul yeah um i'm right here all that stuff like that still those were from early i think tenacious soul might have been our second or third song that we did together and um you know that was i mean that's just a blues song you know um and i feel like there's a there's quite a bit of blues influence in all of his vocals as well just because they're so like you know there's soulful there's soulful yeah yeah yeah, that's my thing. Uh, that's every and every time I, I like when I write something, I'm thinking like, I don't know, man. I, I I wish I could have more, like get more soulful with it or something like that. I'm always thinking that, like when I hear other other people, it's like, man, I want to write one like that because I'm never satisfied with what I'm doing. You know, I asked Jared. Uh, I mean, even like songs we played for years, like you still like that? I, I, I did that last <laughs> you did night. It last night at rehearsal, yeah. <laughs> like, like you still think that sounds all right, good enough? Like, <laughs> I change it, like. <laughs> But yeah, blues is, I mean, you know, you can't have Southern rock without the blues. Well, you can't have rock without blues, right? That's one of the foundational elements of, of rock music. Yeah, for sure. sure. Any particular players that have been an influence on you, blues players? Uh, so, I mean, I know this isn't going to be what uh, everybody expects, but I freaking love John Mayer. Right on. A lot. He gets a lot of, he gets a lot of, uh, flack from people including our guitar other guitar players <laughs> <laughs> so what's his beef with john mayer because as a guitar player my beef with john mayer is the dude's capable of doing a lot more of what he does like i think he showed it with dead and company versus what he does his own solo work yeah so my my john mayer stuff is um the blues trio and continuum so it is his blue stuff like yeah. i'm not i'm not super into the you know first two records the third record you know it's got it, it's getting there uh but continuum is really what what got me um and i mean honestly when we started the band brandon um was a john mayer style guitarist and i planned on him being the the songwriter basically like he was going to be the one writing the the music and i was going to sing to it and play rhythm guitar um, but that's just that's just not how it went, and mm -hmm. that's not exactly really the player that I am. I'm not a lead player. Um, so, like I said, it, it switched gears to rock and southern rock pretty quick. Um, whenever I was the one writing, but um, so yeah. no, your body is a wonderland part two or anything like that. No, no, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's <laughs> Jared shaking his head. <laughs> kind of crazy though that John Mayer really was the that in that time it was kind of what got the train rolling oh it was, absolutely it did yeah it, 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 as far as duquesne goes actually like that's what that's what started like us 
trying to do that is what this started as but mm, our personalities i think you guys chose the right direction <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah our our just the way we are the kind of people we are it just kind of it took well, over it, it fits like when we listen to your music it's very sincere it, you you doesn't sound like it's forced like it sounds natural uh, i think that, i think a lot of that comes from you know just letting everyone in the band kind of you know let their own voice out you know like uh you know richie um he's our bass player and i mean that dude if you listen to the record he's doing some work you know and he's uh he's very like jazz influenced and so he comes up with these bass lines that are very jazz influenced um you know i'm uh you know as a drummer i'm into a lot of like syncopation and things like that um and you know just kind of you know playing those type of patterns i love doing that stuff and you know so and then jeremy has like the southern rock and, and soul influence and then austin's a little bit more on the on the harder side and so it just everybody just kind of brings their own thing and those influences all come together and just kind of make what we make and you know that's why those you know like we talked about like the genres switching back and forth and and everything and i think that's why you know because um you know we're not you know, like when you said Phoenix, right? Like you have Phoenix, like it's probably the standout among the those album, those songs on the album. Um, and I feel like that's just because, you know, you have those little moments where everybody's influences kind of show through and you get those kind of like genres uh, shifting uh, type of things, but it always is rooted in Southern rock because he's the one that wrote the song. Yeah. Well, and, and then with, with Austin, when Austin joined the band, I mean, that he is a, he is a riff machine. Like, that dude, he'll just be like tuning his guitar or something, and he'll play a cooler riff than I've ever thought of. Like, dude, <laughs> my God. Like, you know, and he just, uh, he can pull them out of the air literally all day long. And I mean, it's just, just creative, interesting riffs that he's always able to do. And then the addition of him, when he joined the band, uh, it was just like, found the guy. You know what I mean? Like he, he can do what I've been hearing all this time that we didn't have because, you know, our other guitar player was more blues based. Mm -hmm. Austin is, you know, Austin is, I mean, he can, he can play country music like, like you don't believe, but he can also play metal like you wouldn't believe. I mean, he's, he's got a huge range and he can pull from all of it. And <laughs> I mean, seriously, just, here he just plugs a guitar in and you're like all right like well that guy's a guitar player you know what i mean like there's there's nothing else that you think that that guy should be doing but playing guitar and it really uh i feel like the addition of him really solidified uh the southern rock rock and roll uh vibe that we were in but hadn't quite broken yet you know so yeah right on it, it, so you guys were talking earlier about like real studios. Like, can you talk about that experience of, you know, what, what studio were you in for this record and just that experience of making the record there? Uh, yeah, sure. We were, uh, we recorded this in, uh, in uh, at Blues Alley studio in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, and, you know, it had, it had been there for a while. So that was the first time that, you know, we had a, a control room with a window where you could see the engineer and, um, um, 
but it was also, you know, a small enough studio where, you know, you could go in and you felt comfortable. You were the only person who was working on a project there at the time. There wasn't, um, you know, there wasn't, you know, multiple bands coming in and out and things like that. So when we were in there, you know, it was, it was definitely just, you know, hours and we, you know, kind of moved in and made it our, made it our place. Um, although there, there was, <laughs> strangely enough, uh, when I said there wasn't people coming in and out, there is, or was, they, they've since moved, but there was a, uh, a lady who worked in the back room who taught pole dancing classes. Uh, yeah so sometimes you would have like we would like, on a break in between songs we would all just be sitting there and like there would like the door to the live room would open and people would be walking through to go to their pole dancing classes and then they would have to wait until we were done with the take to come back the other direction when their pole dancing classes was over and we shared a bathroom <laughs> with them also so it was, it was that part was kind of strange yeah every, um, every time we had to use the bathroom we like walk through just like Hey, hey. <laughs> <Down your> <laughs> that's hilarious. You missed a perfect crossover opportunity. You guys could practice some of your cool rhythms while they got to practice their dance techniques. Right. I felt, I felt like there was like a there was a there was a huge opportunity for some motley crew type of stuff to happen, but it never really came. Where's the girls, girls, girls song on the album, guys? You could have worked those beats there, Jared. The lady. The lady who taught the pole dancing class is actually on Mountain Mama. Yeah, there's a female, like we were trying to do those gang vocals when we were recording. And we were like, we need a female voice, like to kind of sell that like type of crowd noise. That wasn't me singing really high, right? So Jeremy went over there and got her and was like, hey, can you come in here? And like, <laughs> she went for it, man. She was into it. She was clapping and singing. nice. Yeah. Well, we know she's got rhythm. She's teaching pole dancing. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. She was cool. Yeah. She was, you know, she didn't care. She was down for, down for hanging out in there with us. And we, <laughs> we were looking like idiots in there, you know, walking around the room, singing and clapping. And she was right in the middle of it. I don't even, I mean, we never really even introduced ourselves. No, I have in, no idea what her name times is. We were there. But uh, did she get a liner note in the album or anything? She does have a liner note in the album. I can't remember what it, it was. It was like, Hey, lady that taught pole dancing. <laughs> I can't remember what her name was in it. Yeah, I don't, we, we made up a name like, okay, because we don't know her name. We just, made <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's breaking up in the merch box here. We're gonna have to open one. Um, I got it's such a good name. We got, we got it. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, the Blues Alley is really, really cool. Um, you know, we, we got to work with, uh, with a guy named Chris Kusky, um, who is uh, just a phenomenal engineer, man. And, and when we had, like, the first time that we worked with him, we were like, man, this is our, this is our guy. Because he's one of those guys who just, you know, you could be like, Chris, can we tweak this? Can we tweak mm -hmm. this? tweak this and every every time it's yes you know um he lets you he definitely lets you go deep um and doesn't you know doesn't try to influence um you know kind of put his spin on your stuff so you know because we've had engineers before when we were doing those other eps that um you know would kind of be like eh, i don't really like that and we should do this better and and stuff where's it at 
Uh, I think I'll you might done. have actually got her real name. Did I get her real name? Well, I guess. See, yeah. class. That's classy. I did. Yeah, I des- I designed the uh, the album art. Where that's a like, cool. It's a cool picture. Like I don't yeah. know if it's like a prism effect on. I don't know what you describe that as, but worn. Her name is Jasmine Sheffel. That sounds about right. I mean, a Jasmine's probably fits perfect to the stage, right? Yeah, yeah to the stage. And she she has. I mean, it's listed vocals. Yeah, <laughs> additional vocals. Yeah. Additional locals. Additional uh, dance instructors. But yeah, man, uh, Chris Kusky, uh, super super cool guy. Um, you know, solid engineer, and you know he really lets you. Uh, get in there and and just do whatever so what you hear on the album is 100 you know us and all sounds great though it is recorded and mixed and mastered really well um i noticed that the, kind of the production qualities of it when i was listening to it it just sounds really good yeah, thanks man yeah, chris chris got us you know what i mean he got what mm-hmm. we were for and he let us do it uh and it was refreshing to have that because somebody's always trying to put their spin on your stuff to say they put their spin on it and that, yeah. that's what Chris was. So this album came out last April. So when when did you guys actually start recording it? Lord, well, so COVID wrong. happened. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. Like, how much of a delay did it cause? Where you guys you got to get the studio, get together. Man, I, I I can't I can't even really remember. You know, just because there's like two years that's just kind of a blur. Yeah. Right. Um, and so uh, I, I know that we were, we had three songs left that I had, we had to put vocals on, you know, it's a, you know, three hour drive from where we're at. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause you're all the Western part of the state. You're right on the edge of Ohio when you go to Morgantown. Yeah. So we had, we had three, three vocal tracks to cut and it was the weekend. I believe that they closed schools and all that, uh, or the, or maybe just a few weekends yeah uh 2019 we were finishing it yeah in in march of 2019 we planned on putting it out mm-hmm. in like july of 2019 and then we didn't put it out until was it april of 2020 yeah mm-hmm. so, so we, we had this or 2021 yeah and so we you know we sat on it for a while and you know was it 2019 yeah, it had to have been. It had to have been. So March 2020 is kind of when all the crazy COVID stuff started happening. Everything kind of got shut down. Yeah, and yeah so it had to have been 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we would, you know, the whole thing was like, can we even get back into the studio to do this? And um, and so, you know, we, me and Jeremy, we took trips up, um, you know, and stayed in hotels and you know, kind of isolated ourselves in order to be able to go into the studio to mm-hmm. the record. Um, and then like the mix and master thing, like all of that was going on. Um, so we actually did um, like live listens. We set up, uh, you know, he, he found a, Chris found a website that he could like stream lossless audio to us um, so that we could hear the playback and everything when he was doing the mixing. And then um, we were just like, God, the stereo sucks and like maybe something's not sounding right you know what we should we should take it and listen to it in the car so we set up like a a, a wiring thing and ran it into jeremy's uh, garage and had wires coming through the doors and the windows and all this other stuff to be able to plug in 
the computer that we were streaming from into the car so we could listen to the audio and we sat in the car and uh you know had to it was like super cold outside so we had to have the car running in the garage and so we the door closed now you're dead (laughs) the the garage door was just like open a certain amount and we had fans yeah door hey good and so like it was it was uh it was an interesting uh situation to get the record finished and out but you know all in all i'm glad that you know we were able to take the time to do it and we got to sit with it and listen and tweak a little things and um and you know make sure that it was absolutely what we wanted uh, before we were able to put it out yeah, I mean, it's not like anybody was playing out for a while anyway. So you really, the, the ability to promote that was nil. Might as well sit on it. Yeah. So with such a big delay from when you kind of wrote it, started recording to where you're at now, I mean, do you guys have material ready for another album? I guess what's what's next? Uh, yeah, not not completely. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in the works. We've got, um, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember how many song, new songs we have that are on the record, but uh, we've got a lot that are like, uh in the queue you know what i mean like just waiting it seems like every time we're like all right we can write and then we get some we get a show that we you know we we got to prepare for or whatever so instead of writing uh we end up doing that but yeah so we didn't practice or get together through <laughs> covid stuff for i mean a long long yeah time. yeah we see each other we didn't play together you know all that stuff for I don't, I mean, I don't know. Was it over six months, right? Oh, for sure. Eight months? Yeah, I think it was eight months when we we looked at it and we're a while back. How long was it that we didn't play? And I think it was eight months. Yeah. So, because you didn't know, right? Like what the hell was going on? Get each other sick, your family sick. Yeah. Same thing with my band. Same thing. And then, like, what was the point? You know, because we could, we could get in here and play anything. Yeah. And and we're not able to go anywhere. Right. but yeah, we've got, and I think I think the new stuff that we've written is even a little more Southern rock. Oh, absolutely. Than, than what's on the record, um, and I, we're really liking the stuff a lot, man. We're we're excited about it. Um, I don't know when we're gonna record again. I, I wouldn't mind doing it soon, but we're we're one of those bands that likes to play stuff out and tweak, uh, find out what works, what doesn't work, what the crowd likes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Play playing the new stuff that we write um so you know i don't i don't know when we'll record uh, again but i think we're we're sitting pretty to uh be able to you know in in the near future if we want to uh to have have more material now we're not going to put 13 songs on there again because you know it's a lot a little conservative more conservative as far as the the track list goes but so how about playing live like what what shows have you guys uh been able to do what what's that look like for the future well <laughs> uh say so this summer we played with the kentucky headhunters right yeah. on F- friends we've of had, ours we've had greg martin and richard young yeah. on podcast greg on a couple times yeah. that's that's awesome man yeah it's really awesome. which was, show was that that was last summer um was that at a college no, it was live on the levee uh, at uh, in Charleston, West Virginia. But we actually we're playing with them again this summer, this July, I think fifteenth, July fifteenth in Morgantown. So oh, they uh, probably liked you guys with your sound. I'm sure they did. Uh, it, we're 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 excited, man. Like it, this the Kentucky, So one of my when my dad was in 
one of the bands they used to play some Kentucky Headhunter songs, and they're like my favorite. They were my favorite songs whenever I was a kid. You know, when my listening to my dad, th- those were the ones I always wanted to hear. And then you know, getting to play with them was it was super cool. And you know, we we didn't get to talk to them a whole lot, but uh, when we were like switching out gear and all that mm-hmm. stuff, they were awesome enough to actually. To talk to us tell they're us they're nice guys oh, yeah, like sure, really yeah. legit, like legitimately nice guys yeah they complimented us and stuff like that which is just like oh man like heck yeah you know it was a, a big thing um but we just found out yesterday we were supposed to be playing uh june 4th with the georgia satellites the steel woods and blackberry smoke oh really yeah, Lord. Canceled. Um, oh so where was no, that is in Ripley, West Virginia. It was going to be this thing called Rodney Fest, but the the promotion kind of fell through. So we are kind of we're kind of heartbroken um, at the Brian moment. Brian and I love Blackberry Smoke. They're like they're probably the best live band out there right now. We've yeah. had Charlie on too. We've had Charlie on. Yeah, yeah like that's uh when when you uh, I guess Brian when you uh, when you contacted and asked if we'd be on, and um, I went back and I looked through Spotify and I was like, oh shit. Uh, Charlie Stars. We're there. legit, man. We got real people on. <laughs> and, uh, we don't do just random dudes. And Tyler Bryant's been on here, man. It's been yeah. yeah. And I, li- I listened to the uh, to the Charlie Star uh, episode um, in anticipation. We're like, man, I, like this is gonna be sick. Like we're on the same podcast. We get to play with them, and then the whole thing just yeah. We were like gonna come on so. here and get to tell you guys about it and be super pumped. But literally got the email yesterday that the production did the whole show fell through or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. As far as band, it wasn't the fault of any band. It was right. production. So if you guys, you guys still have Charlie's number? <laughs> I, I, I mean, we we have ways of contact him. Instagram. <laughs> uh, it was real funny. Like all that stuff came together like to get him. Uh, he out of the blue messaged just a while ago on Instagram. Said, "Hey, y'all want to do a podcast?" I'm like, uh, "Yes." We're not going to say no to you. And it was sort of back and forth radio and then some radio silence for a while and brian was able to get a hold of among us together like live stream broadcast stuff so long story short it came together so fast i was in florida for work and like we had to do it and i had to sit on my laptop with none of my recording gear in a hotel room to record i was like no we finally get charlie star on him i sound like just like you know yeah it's a regular schlub oh, wow. so, yeah that to, that show it's called together it's like the letter uh, number two. two and then tghr it's just like it's usually on sunday afternoons and you get to watch stream watch these Greg guys Martin's play for, been on it. greg's been um, on a bunch of times JD charlie's Simo, been on a bunch of times it's a, it's a subscription like a online streaming service they do and it's two number two and then like td tghr r and they've got guys on like this, but performing, and then you're online like this, and you can get in and like talk to them and all that. So like Charlie Starr, JD Simo, Greg Martin, a bunch of people have done it before. That's yeah. awesome. Our guitar player absolutely adores JD Simo. Oh, dude, he is. Yeah, he's he's what, been if, on. <laughs> if you want to listen to one of a, a good podcasts, like the episode we did with him, he told some stories that were just amazing, and he is a cool dude. Sick. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll check that out on, the, on, my, on my way home. I think he's coming to Huntington because he's coming to Cincinnati and then Columbus in April. Uh, he might be coming to Huntington or somewhere around you guys. You may want to check it out. Okay. Or let, your, let your guitar player know. But yeah, he'll be around. He'll be around the Midwest a bit. Nice. Yeah. We played with it. Do you guys know the Steelwoods? Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, we've played with them. 
Is it just once we played no, with we them, played twice? them twice? Yeah. Um, you know, they it, actually we saw them. Jared and I we went to Lexington uh, to see Blackberry Smoke uh, a couple years ago, and uh, the Steel Woods opened up for them. Yeah. And they started playing acts, and they broke into that. They hit that vocal break, and we looked at each other like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> so you know, they they jumped up on our list really quick. Uh, we actually. You know, we cover acts. We haven't for quite a while, but we used to cover acts pretty regularly. Um, along with Crimson Moon, we've done that a few times. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. That song absolutely kills. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as, you know, what we have going this summer, this summer, those are the big ones that we had. Uh, we're playing, uh, I mean, we're playing Festival of the Red oh, in yeah. Kentucky. Um, you know, and we're just, and as, as strange as it seems, like, we're just kind of, I guess, I mean, you know, we're, we're a regional band, you know, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's, and that's all right. Um, you know, but we would love to make that jump up to the next level. Um, but, you know, we're, we're tr- kind of working our way through building up those, uh, those festival credentials to, to get well, up. You're there. already, you're pairing up some good people. Tell me again, when you're playing with the Headhunters, like, where is that? And when is that? Uh, it's at the Ruby Amphitheater in Morgantown. What's in Morgantown? Okay. Um, and it's, I believe it's July 15th. I think it's my mom's birthday. Okay. I'll look into that. Uh, June, I've got, a, I'm very busy on, but July, I might take a look to see if I can get out there and make that. And I'll make sure I, I contact you guys if I am. That was super rad to have you out. Yeah. Well, it'd be awesome. Yeah. So you guys mentioned the headhunters and you talked about Lexington. Um, we have just a huge fascination, fascination and obsession with that area and other bands they've influenced, you know, of course, uh, Richard Sun, John Fred's the drummer, Blackstone Cherry, but uh, there's a band out of Lexington, Lexington called Mojo Thunder. Or oh, if yeah. you, you know, yeah. the, heard of those guys? How about right. Otis? Yeah, the uh, Mojo Thunder is at Festival of the Red with us. Oh, right man, on. Good band. That's you awesome, guys are, man. Yeah, you, you guys are a lot alike. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask you too. Like sometimes, you know, Otis, you know, Boone Froggett, the band Otis, and sometimes he he does merch with the. He does a lot of with stuff with Greg Martin. Yeah, he produces great. Check out Otis. Show. So, any bands from your area that we should know about that we that we don't may not know? There's so many bands here. Yeah. Well, you is there is there really so is there a good scene in Huntington? Man, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a Huntington Music and Arts Fest that happens every year. It's actually put on by uh, by Tyler Childers' manager. Oh, no kidding. Okay, Ian Thornton. Um, and so, dude, it's it's an all day. Well, actually, like the there's a there's a whole week of like shows all around the city, and then um, then there's like one day, like usually it's a Saturday where you know there's music that starts at 10 a.m and goes until you know like 11 at night and it's all you know local regional bands and everything um and you know there's a there's a really really vibrant uh music scene around here um uh as far as um talking about people that have come from here come from here uh i think more like called at home uh in a way well tyler childers is one i mean he's from kentucky uh what is it but his his entire well hit the his core band is from huntington yeah. um 
you know, one of Jared's best friends, actually, uh, the drummer. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're they're on tour with Tyler, uh, going everywhere. Um, I don't know if you know if you've heard of Holly Forbes. She was on The Voice. Um, hmm. She's another person that my uh, wife would know her. She watches all those shows like American Idol and The Voice. She was on Team Ariana. So <laughs> Team, that, that helps narrow it down. I'll, I'll make sure. Yeah, yeah she, um, you know she's she's been killing it for a long time around here, and you know that just has really uh, set her set her off too. But I mean, she like I said, she's from I believe she's from Kentucky too. But she like yeah. she's. I think, you know, it's like, I mean, it's just, a, home. yeah, it's just a hop, skip and a jump across the yeah. bridge, you know, um, from, uh, from Kentucky. So a lot of those Kentucky artists will play in, in our, in our scene and everything like that as well. So um, you, you, it's like, it's like one of those people that like when you're told to play one of your songs and you just stand there frozen because you can't, you're trying to think of <laughs> a Rolodex of the stuff and like it, you're just drawing a box. Um, do you guys know American Miner? No. American Miner. No. Like Miner as in like like coal Miner or Miner as like under 18? Miner as in under 18. Okay. American Miner. They are the funked band that was from here. And one of our biggest influences. My God. Really? Find their album. Yeah. Yeah. American uh, Miner. Yeah. Uh, just five so piece from rural West Virginia. So good, dude so good but they're they're not allowed they're not around anymore they actually like toured with skinner at some point they had a couple shows with skinner and uh yeah it was early like um, early 2000s it looks like yeah whatever yeah. like silver tide was big kingsley oh was. yeah yeah nick nick perry who's now doing i think he, he just went on tour with blackberry smoke not too long ago he just yeah. played in huntington not too long ago oh nick perry did i got to see it he was amazing i mean he, he silver killed. tide never really got their due or spotlight oh i had that that first record i don't know if they've had multiple records but i have the first one i thought it was really good yeah it is really good i do too um and I, it, kind of the same with american minor uh you know they were signed to jive records and i mean to this day he still is one of my favorite records of all time and cover uh, to cover yeah just crushes really but, okay but the uh they for what one reason or another what uh, Nobody really knows why they didn't. That was a tough like time that. with rock music, though. The two th early two thousand, I mean, even to now was you know it's finally starting to get the light on like rock music again. But man, early early mid two thousands, not not real great. Yeah, is there is there like a any of a of a blues scene there? Any blues players festivals that you've ever gone to check out or listen to? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some blues stuff that goes on around here. Um, we have a there's a festival in town called the Diamond Tooth Mary Festival. Um, she was apparently, you know, from the area, um, and you know, was a, uh, a blues, um, you know, one of the first uh, you know, women who did really well in blues. Um, and then there's the Huntington Blues Society. They always do a lot of stuff. Um, you know. Yeah, there's, I mean, they have a night like at the, the, uh, used to be called the B Club. Now it's called the Loud. Um, there was a, you know, Huntington Blue Society night every week or every, uh, every month or I can't remember how often it yeah, was. Yeah, and it's but, actually, it's actually pretty cool if you go. Like it's, it's basically a, a giant open jam. Um, and, you know, huh. 
you just bring in your stuff and there's a there's a kit there's a couple amps and you just jump up there and, and plug in and they'll do you know standards and stuff like that and you know maybe have somebody open if there's a you know if there's someone in town who wants to do some originals and it's it's just really cool like the you sorry you should look into short and company yeah um uh, let's see I, I need to have some context to think of people's names uh, <laughs> so short and company. well like who blows you guys away like so, someone that's out there right now like you played with them you've seen them like man like that's that's just a solid band i mean a lot of people uh, what we're trying to do is like six months down the road when we have an opening get these people on the podcast the, the thing is a lot of people <laughs> we played with are no longer bands Got yeah. like the, they the, saw you guys play and they're like screw it we're never going to be good as duquesne so we're out Listen, I wish you said that we didn't say that <laughs> yeah, like i mean there there's plenty plenty of bands i mean honestly from before covid to now how many of the the huntington bands are still them not i mean yeah they, they might be doing it but they're like started over with a new group or gotcha. doing a solo project or whatever and honestly i mean I haven't gotten to see many people. Uh, we haven't played local shows, like shows with local people for, I mean, since 2019, I guess, yeah. is the last time we had a show with local people. Okay, so you've been supporting, like, touring, like, national acts and stuff, it sounds like. Yeah, um, and, you know, that, and mostly that's that's regional and everything, but... Yeah, it's like a one-off thing, you know. If you're into, if you're into, like, indie, um indie music at all um check out ona um ona yeah ona i've heard of them uh yeah they're from here okay um, also um uh jc's band oh friendly fire friendly, friendly fire. fire is pretty awesome yeah they're yeah uh yeah. and then you know like a, a dude who's not super local he actually lives in nashville um but he uh you know, he comes up here often because he's a Kentucky dude. Is uh, Clark Sexton, um, fantastic vocalist. The name sounds familiar to me. Yeah. I don't know. And, you guys should uh, check out though the Babylon Shakes out of Virginia and Southern Governor out of Virginia too. You might like what you hear, and then might might be a good opportunity for you guys to get together and play a show. I love that name, Southern Governor. Yeah, yeah. that's great. They are. A, all three piece, all brothers, and they sound like if you took a '90s alternative like rock grunge band with a southern man like Skinner and put them together. Oh heck yeah! Nice. So, so like a heavy southern, heavy southern, heavy rock. southern grunge. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and uh, and then you know another dude that you should check out um, as far as like southern rock and blues goes is uh, Sean Whiting. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good um another local guy well another kentucky guy really yeah but, uh, see that's the thing that a lot of the a lot of huntington the huntington scene for some reason people from you know right close in honey in kentucky uh end up in huntington a lot and that's where they kind of get their i don't know get their feet in the on the ground or whatever or I, it just seems like huntington is the place that people want to go for music so i mean i think it's just because like in three hours in any direction other than charleston um huntington's kind of it you know yeah so if you're you know if you're from the coal fields or something like that you're gonna want to play a show in huntington and so a lot of times you know those kentucky people and southern west virginia people and stuff like that will 
will come to Huntington, um, you know, for that ability, you know, because we have one of the, you know, larger clubs in a, in a, you know, three hour radius. It's very awesome to hear that, you know, as we've done this podcast, I've, I've come across more and more, like I mentioned earlier, like rural areas or as far as like cities that aren't, you know, huge metropolitan areas, you know, I looked in, you know, uh, Huntington's what, about 50,000 people? Yeah, yeah. Well, like city is a relative term, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, just to have, to find out there's this, you know, you know, really good music scene, you know, somewhere that's close to rural and it's not like Nashville or, you know, that's just awesome to hear that. Yeah. I think so much more like I'm hearing more about rock and blues is not necessarily coming from the big urban centers all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm just trying to think of any any other blues and southern rock type of bands from around here, and I mean some of the ones we named aren't that, but like you said, like more indie kind of thing. But but us, Clark Sexton, Sean Whiting, Whiting, uh, short, short Whiting, yeah, Whiting. and yeah. Short and Company is blues and rock and roll. Um, the, what got me even finally got my brain going with some of these is talking about the blues stuff. Um, so they do the the blue society don't they do a like a competition yeah every you, year yeah I, you know more about yeah that. so they do a competition every year and they send people to memphis to do that like national blues competition type of thing and so what they do is they kind of have like tiered like a like kind of almost like a bracket system um and you know like a like a month-long battle of the bands and then they pick hmm. you up and and they, I guess they like fund their trip and stuff like that to send them to this uh, international competition, which is pretty cool. Um, and there's there's another one in Ohio, um, in uh, in Marietta, who kind of does the same thing. Um, and I actually played that competition one time with my grandmother. I played drums. Oh, nice! Family. Well, that's right across the river from me, guys, in like yeah. West Virginia. There, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so you know, there's 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 a blues scene it kind of gets overshadowed by everything else, but there's definitely a blue scene here. Well, it sounds like there's a good, just independent music scene. Like the scene isn't just cover bands. It's actually originals. No, nah, man. Like if you, like you can't, like our, our one big, like our, our shining beacon of live music in Huntington, like you can't walk in there with a cover band. Uh, they're just not going to have it. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the cover bands here are kind of relegated to like BFWs and you know or cheesy bars, regions and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, right on. Jason, is it that time of the show? Well, gentlemen, at the end we always like to have a lightning round, some fun, easy questions, things that you don't have to think about too hard. You guys, game? Yeah. All right. So well, I'm going to start out with giving you guys each the same question. So whoever gets it first, the second person gets a little chance to really prepare their answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared, we're going to start with you because your name shows up first on, on the screen. Cause we're using your zoom hangout. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the first concert you went to? Oh, geez, man. Um, first concert I ever went to my family was always, uh, like my mom was a huge, uh, music person. And so she always tells me that my first concert was when she was pregnant with me. I don't know if that counts or not, um, but we'll let it count. Uh, if it does, it's Journey. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Like was so Steve Perry still there? Journey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
um and then first like sentient concert um it's probably travis tritt and marty stewart Ooh. Yeah. old school country yeah and i i was a kid but i knew that yeah. marty stewart was absolutely crushing it yeah <laughs> nice uh, for me oh. other than my dad uh going to see his bands play um was actually red hot chili peppers uh stone temple pilots and i think fishbone opened up oh no shit wow. Yeah. fishbone's cool man those guys don't get enough credit yeah yeah they killed it they were nuts too running in the crowd and all kinds of stuff it was crazy what year was that do you remember uh i think maybe 2000 or so okay something like that yeah that's because i saw something a very similar lineup in columbus the first go around when i lived up here right when i got out of college and that would have been around that time so i wonder if we would have seen the same tour at different places I doubt it. It was a good one. All right, uh, Jeremy, for you, what is the first record you remember owning? Mm-hmm. Oh man, Michael Jackson, bad, <laughs> and it was an actual record. Too. Right. Yeah. Okay, it's not a CD, not a tape. The actual record. That, that, so when I was a little kid, that was my thing. I was like Michael Jackson and Boys to Men, and uh all all that stuff and yeah michael jackson bad bell bib devoe new edition what are we doing here <laughs> all all the above yeah nothing wrong with that oh man uh i honestly don't know um just because like i said like my mom was such a music person um i honestly can't i can't think of it do you remember going to the store and buying something maybe for the first time uh, I don't think so. If I did, and let's be honest, I'm just I'm just not saying it because I don't want to, uh, <laughs> because I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get shit on for it from uh, from uh, you know multiple people. It's probably Bon Jovi. If we're being if we're being completely honest, no, hey man, no shame. Those guys sold a lot of albums. Yeah, no yeah, shame. and uh, and so my mom was a huge Jovi fan, and so I became a Bon Jovi fan and yeah. uh, as a kid and stuff. So you know, like there's a video somewhere of me with a red plastic guitar and fake microphone setting like doing the entire new jersey record for my preschool <laughs> like the like i would i was singing all the time and i was you know like all like always like you know and i guess like the dude who worked at the preschool that i was at was also a huge bon jovi fan so he set me up a concert and brought in a vhs to tape it for my mother oh my gosh stood up in front of my whole preschool class and uh and did uh my you know cover renditions of uh bon jovi's new jersey it took me a long time to realize that in bad medicine like bon john bon jovi is doing it's kind of tip of the cap to bruce springsteen that part when it's at the end of the song the breakdown Uh, i would say so for sure yeah you know those new jersey boys you gotta you gotta stick together yeah yeah I love it. That's great. And it, it just, it was the precursor to what you're doing right now. I suppose it was. We can all thank old John for that. <laughs> there is no shame in liking Bon Jovi stuff. Zero. <laughs> Zero. You, you know, they may not be Guns N' Roses, but you have that nice flag behind your head. But you know right. what? Bon, bon Jovi did all right. Yeah, they did. They did. They did well for themselves. That's for sure. I wonder if Sam Bora ever, I was, you know, it was funny. I was actually thinking about this the other day because 
I'm going to get totally off subject, and that's the best best thing about these uh, questions. But there is a a free online streaming music sir, music sir, uh, TV. I don't know. It's called Pluto TV. If you guys ever heard of it, it's a free app. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. So they just added retro music music video channels like there's vivo retro rock vivo 80s 90s i think i was watching the 80s one the other day and like bon jovi came on and it was it was either i'll be there for you or bad medicine i can't remember it was off that new jersey record and i just remember going richie sambora was a pretty damn good guitar player he sung all the harmony stuff and whatever and like that's a big loss incredible yeah vocals are absolutely incredible exactly right and like what's what's the deal these guys getting back together ever or what I don't think so. I think uh, I think Phil X is pretty much in that band now. So, yeah, it's a shame. I actually saw them. I mean, since we're going on a Bon Jovi tangent, (laughs) (laughs) Brian and I do a Bon Jovi podcast on the side, just in case you guys. (laughs) If you want to have me on, I'm apparently apparently somewhat of an authority on the subject. Yeah, he won't just say I'm a Bon Jovi fan. (laughs) You'll find out how big of a fan he really is. Listen, man. <laughs> nothing I could do. It was in my house when I grew up, and it was what I was exposed to. Um, but I saw them the uh, the show, the very first show after they kicked Richie out of the band. Yeah, and it was actually at Nationwide. Oh um, shit! Yeah, and uh, you know, of course, I was crushed because I didn't get to see Richie Sambora with them. But uh, but you know, it was it was cool, and I've only ever got to see them one time. Um, but it was it was a good show, man. I just remembered I read something recently where Tico Torres, he actually auditioned for Kiss, the, the spot that Eric Carr got. No way. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere. Dude, Tico's a monster. That yeah, he's a good drummer. Dude, yeah. that was a good band. I mean, they're the, one of the first bands of that era to really have a full-time keyboard player and all that. I mean, you know, respect. Yeah, well, you know, I don't feel so bad. You guys have made me feel a little bit. <laughs> about- Listen, Runaway is a kick-ass song. And, you know, I'll, to, to anybody challenge me otherwise. Yeah, we man, you know what? We should just get beers. <laughs> See, after this, we should get an apartment together. <laughs> and hey, I want wanted dead or alive and his solo song "Blaze of Glory." It's yeah, Southern rock type stuff. Hundred percent. And we've had on a band that's open for Bon Jovi. I've been the, I've been vouching for Blaze of Glory for the longest time, and no one will give it the time of day. Dude, that Young Guns two soundtrack is a good jam. I'm sorry, it really is. Damn right it is. <laughs> so, and and we're gonna end in the Bon Jovi talk on this one. We've had on a band that's opened up for Bon Jovi. They're out of Little Rock, Arkansas, called De France, and they're a really cool band. And they have opened up in Little Rock for Bon Jovi. That's pretty cool. So check them out. Congratulations. They don't sound like Bon Jovi, but check them out. All right. <laughs> Where were we? All right, Jeremy, I'm going to, th- I'm, or Jared, I'm going to go start with you on this one. Um, you're a horror movie fan. We already found out about that, about that at the beginning. Two questions around horror movies. Give me your uh, a favorite or an all-time classic horror mo- movie, and give me a recommendation for a current horror movie. Ooh, all-time favorite horror movie. Um, how about I start with the recommendation? Okay, let's do it. Have you seen the remake of Suspiria? I have on Amazon. So good. It's um, Dakota John- Johnson, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen it. And they're doing like, they're doing the really cool, like old. Dig the soundtrack. Cool soundtrack. Yeah. Tom York did that. From, yep. Uh, Radiohead. Radiohead. Yep. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool. Um, and then all time favorite horror movie, man. 
or just one of your top. It doesn't have to be your all time, but give me a, a good classic horror movie. You get, you guys are great at putting people on the spot. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, I guess that's why it's a lightning round, right? That's right. Um, I mean, something popped in your head when I asked. Just say, just spit it out. Uh, the The Exorcist. I mean, you can't okay. really, you can't really mess with The Exorcist. Still freaky to this day and age. It's, it is the first one that I remember watching when I like my mom was like, "Yeah, it's you can watch this now." And I could, that was a bad choice. I'm 46 years old. I don't even know if I'm old enough to watch it. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's, it, it, it stuck with me heavy for sure. Um, the first time I saw it, it was just the first time that I had been absolutely shocked by what I was seeing on the screen. I usually don't add much to the horror movie stuff, but I like The Conjuring. I thought that was like really 70s old yeah, school. It certainly was. Like that. Well, and uh, even all the sequels are really good as well. So, yeah. That whole universe, I've, I've been watching those through the HBO Max thing, and it's yeah, it's pretty solid, man. And I've always wanted to. I, I saw a title of a horror movie called Driller Killer. That I've never Driller seen. Killer, uh, that's um, was that uh, uh I don't know, you tell me. Driller Killer is um, Slumber Party Massacre 2, if I remember correctly, and it's a, it's a very <laughs> silly comedic one. And the guy is a rockabilly dude, kind of a little bit like Elvis, and he has a drill at the end of his guitar. <laughs> and it has crystal and the star is crystal bernard from wings and that oh nice you gotta see that no uh slumber party massacre too okay i'll check that out <laughs> uh, and if we're going with another like one of my favorite classic horrors it's probably just the original uh romero uh dawn of the dead don don is a freaking classic the remake of that was actually good different but good at the same time that opening with the with the johnny cash song yeah yep yeah really really well done yeah all right jeremy um i don't know if you're into horror movies but i tell you what give us a good streaming movie or tv show recommendation oh man uh well actually i, I do I, I am i like horror. You like horror okay if you like horror then i'm gonna throw the same question to you give us uh, a good current and give us a good classic i mean the the first one that i remember like kind of like with jared that kind of uh freaked me out was it it, it was oh. Like the, the new it or like the TV miniseries that the Tim Curry it yeah the TV miniseries yeah he was good in that role and then so there's a movie called As Above So Below okay I don't it, know that one it's good man Dude, it's solid um it's kind of one of the found found uh the found, found footage. footage films okay like, yeah dude it, it kills is it available to stream anywhere I don't know honestly okay. Um, there's another one called It Follows. Yes, seen that one. Yeah, I like that one because it, it's a throwback. You know what I mean? Like it's it, a throwback, and it's a metaphor for sexually transmitted diseases. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You pass it on from person to person. Yeah. yeah. It's. I, I really like that one. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with like all the Michael Myers, the Halloween stuff. And what about the new ones? Have you seen the the two new ones? Jamie Curtis. One, the Halloween Kills. That was such a disappointment. Really? So don't watch is what you're telling me. You see it? I have not seen the two new ones that have come out, like the like the official sequels with Jamie Lee Curtis. I've not seen them. They they build it. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie, and her and Michael Myers are finally going to face off. Michael Myers doesn't get within ten miles of Jamie Lee Curtis in that new movie, and it's such a disappointment. So I think they were just milking it for the third one. You know, yeah, I'm point. not a big Halloween fan. Like the the first one was good for sure. 
I, I like Halloween three season of the witch because it's so weird and different and just it's like awesome. obscure. Yeah. yeah. And with my name being Jason, I'm going to be fond of the Friday the 13th movies first and foremost. So yeah. that's kind of where my heart lies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jason. cool soundtracks, Freddy movies and Jason movies always had cool, like hair metal, metal soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, the Halloween movies, had john carpenter which is great because he always did cool freaking whether it's assault on precinct 13 whatever but right. you know i i'm from that age of the hair metal so i kind of gravitated toward those soundtracks as well a little docking a little yeah. you know vinnie vincent invasion you got me you got me there yep yep <laughs> all right combined question you got to get an answer brian and i go to huntington west virginia uh give us a, a place a restaurant we got to go eat We really do restaurants well around here, too. Of yeah. course. It's, it's kind of the Southish. How about we just run you down a list? Let's do it. Yeah, give us a good, I'll tell you what, let's go breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What's a good breakfast spot? Breakfast. You're going to go a little bit outside of Huntington. You're going to go to Barbersville, West Virginia, which is actually where I live. And uh, you're going to go to Oscar's Breakfast and uh what's it breakfast Bur breakfast burgers and brews yeah um dude they do an amazing like uh ground turkey hash with fried potatoes and all this other stuff in it yeah yeah it kills it's really good how's the coffee uh i'm not a coffee man Me what yeah not a coffee now, man. brian go ahead and stop this right now tell you, <laughs> you, you cannot know. drink alcohol but if you don't drink coffee you're out well i guess well uh, yeah, i don't do it <laughs> That's, I guess that's it. So, Dude, Jeremy, <laughs> what the hell do you do? This sounds boring. <laughs> you just write good music and sing good songs. That's all you need. No coffee. Can't get into that here. Um. <laughs> Listen, I work for a company that has a huge investment in hydroponics, so I make no judgments. <laughs> um, and then lunch. Uh, I mean peddler maybe. yeah uh, that, i mean i was thinking lunch you might you might hit up black sheep yeah 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 lunch might hit up black sheep which is okay. a which is a taco place um really really good um they have you know they've got this uh this korean barbecue like bulgogi Ooh. burrito that is amazing they actually do like a sushi type burrito with uh really with seared ahi in it it's really really good that sounds fantastic um and then dinner like how fancy are we going here uh, brian and i don't, we don't care we just we'll just eat whatever i mean you right. tell us you're on in a t-shirt so you're trying to put on a college shirt <laughs> i mean i'm pretty casual <laughs> we're casual okay um we're gonna get a good burger peddler you gotta peddler. if you want a good burger you're going to peddler yeah peddler's really awesome they've got an arcade upstairs um, all right make, sold yeah they make, they make their own beer they brew everything in-house nice uh, okay dude i'm telling you what and this may be showing my uh my peddler west, my west virginia stereotype here but they have a mountain dew beer they're calling oh, it, totally they're calling it mountain don't and somehow they have like when i ordered it I was like, they have someone has just charged me seven dollars for a glass of Mountain Dew. Because really, it, and it's alcoholic. It is unreal. It is all right. Unreal. I'm pulling up the website right now. I got to see this. 
Yeah. Another fun fact about the Peddler is when they started their music series, we were the first band to play there. Yeah. Really? If yeah. you ever go, you're gonna be like, "How in the hell did they put a live band in this room?" So if you if you do have to go, look. <laughs> Been up. there. And we played uh, on like the the balcony in front of the the arcade section, and everybody had to uh, look up, you know, fifteen to see us. It was pretty cool. You're like suspended above the crowd. Oh yeah, the Mountain Don't. It's a sour. Yeah, dude, it crushes. We it's took so everyone's cool. favorite hillbilly soda and made a sour with it. It's, it's incredible. So, Mighty yeah. Morphin Sour Ranger, <laughs> Tasha's Granny, Spices. I love the name. Appalachian Bandito. Come on, great names. Yeah, that one's kind of like a like a Modelo. Uh, the Bandito is. Um, so it's it's uh, it's like a like a. Like that would be a great name for a band from your area if you guys were doing a side project like the Appalachian Banditos. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. That, that is pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brian. I think the Peddler. We're definitely in. We got the arcade. We got the cool burgers, beers. It looks like the atmosphere is great there. They do duck fat fries. They fry their fries in duck fat. And then you got to get the special sauces to go with it too. Like, is it uh, like a sriracha or sriracha ketchup? Yeah. Something calamity ranch. And um, they just got all these sauces for the fries. Yeah, I, sometimes I, I like when I can't decide what I want. I was like, what I want to eat. I'm just like, I, I mean, I want the sauces at Peddler. So we, we go for the sauces at Peddler. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Love it. Good recommendation. All right. I have one last question individually for both of you, then one combined one here at the end to finish this off. So we're going to go go first. And Jeremy, I'm going to start with you. Give us a guilty pleasure song or artist. Oh, I already talked about John Mayer. And boy um, bands, yeah, yeah. But we can we can dig something out, or you can reuse one of those. Nah, nah, I've got, I've got more. Um, Justin Timberlake, solid choice. I mean, you're in a southern rock band, you know, you're not going to figure listening a lot of Timberlake, but he's a dynamo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, you can't. He dabbles. He dabbles in the rock and roll and the in the country. You know, he did the thing with Chris Stapleton. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a very talented dude, man. Like, you know what? I, I've seen him in concert as well. Um, incredibly entertaining show. His band is out of this world. Just insane. Um, guess guess where I saw them at? Nationwide. <laughs> I went to the first weekend that was open ever for concerts. And I was dating my wife at the time, and she wanted to see Tim mcgraw and faith hill and i remember scalping tickets and paying more money than i ever had for concert tickets ever in my life just to take her to try and impress we're married now must have worked but yeah good job bud (laughs) (laughs) uh was that question for me as well that question is now for you jared give us give us guilty pleasure i think we've already discussed it in that uh uh, bon jovi yes yeah you got to pick somebody different i think we all agree that that's not like specifically yeah, guilty pleasure. We have a thing for Casey Musgraves. Oh goodness. We oh will, yeah, she's wow. super talented. And analyze that whatever. What was the record one? Uh, I can't tell. Not the not the last one, but the one Golden Hour. Yeah, and yeah. we will, like analyze like just it's like the I, I can't say what I'm. Does I'm she do that know. song where it's like she's the cheerleader? I'm in the marching band. No, that's Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I, th- I thought like I thought she did it too. Maybe that's somebody else. 
the word the songs that we really it was a uh, space cowboy and slow burn and slow burn yeah, yeah like so i don't like if i'm allowed to be a little bit crass and i'll try to uh it says yeah it's an unrated podcast go for it all right uh it that whole record is the musical equivalent of edgy. that's what i was gonna say you know what i mean like you're just kind of like just trying not to go trying not to go trying not to go and then finally like sometimes her songs just never never get there and that's okay um because like the build is is what's worth it so, yeah man so it's tantric it, yeah like you know what i'm talking about like sting yeah. and all that yeah yeah okay yeah. it's like how long you can wait and and yeah, yeah okay yeah, sure. she's she's also an attractive young lady let's face it oh. Ooh, i don't put <laughs> i am a 20 first century man and i don't uh i don't think about those things liar <laughs> <laughs> now casey musgraves is great i think she had a christmas special a couple years ago on amazon that was pretty good she did. yeah yeah it was yeah. cool yeah ta- she's very talented okay we will say casey musgrave because we all agree on bon jovi is not you know guilty well, you, you may be the only ones i'm not sure brian sold on that <laughs> He, he didn't speak up much during that. Whole well, day. I'm trying to find this. The, there's a song that I've heard on at work on the, the satellite radio Casey Musgraves does. Everyone knows someone that's cooler than everybody else. Is that is that yeah. her? There you yeah, go. That's yeah. yeah that's See, that'd be a guilty pleasure song for me. See? When you don't have a choice and you have to listen to it, it's kind of like. <laughs> when it's stuck at work and you have no, <laughs> yeah, the Muzak plan. Yeah. All right, gents, one last question. You need to work together on this one. Tell us a good story from a show performance. Funny, stupid, <laughs> bad, happy. Yeah, and you guys already have it together. Let's hear it. All right. So the song Killer on the record, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, of course. Okay. So uh, it's actually about a guy that we that I met at a show. Jared actually kind of already knew him. Um, so Jared's now wife um they weren't married at the time but uh we were playing in beckley and you know beckley was like man we're traveling we probably need to stay somewhere you know whatever and now that's like it's like an hour and a half (laughs) (laughs) this was early our first like traveling gig like we should probably stay somewhere okay so um emily's my wife uncle yeah sorry yeah jared's wife uh lives uh, in the area in the area <laughs> in quotations um so anyway this guy he comes to the show and brings a guy named well we know him as killer so uh you know we play we play the show we have to we hang out afterwards we tear down we even go eat and hang out waste time so we get on the road heading heading there like 2 30 or something i mean it was late before we even got heading toward this place that we're supposed to stay uh because it's close and so after we drive out the windiest road you've ever been on for i don't know what it felt like a freaking hour like we were almost would have almost been home probably (laughs) um we get there and there's killer standing in the driveway waiting on us for hours this whole time just waiting on us to get out there, right? So we, we, you know, <laughs> he's already lit and 
ready to party and hang out and whatever. So, you know, set the scene. We're just out in the middle of nowhere. There's this dog that supposedly eats cigarettes and rocks. Looks like a <laughs> like a half dead bear. Um, you know, so that that's that's what's going on. Real big, nice house, you know. But um, it was it was my wife's uncle's house. He he is a family friend of my uncle. So I think my uh, like or not Keller's my, a family friend of the uncle. Yeah. And okay. so I think my wife's uncle was like, I am not waiting on these guys anymore and just kind of put Killer in charge. Yeah. So, and Buddy, did he take it? Yeah. So we're hanging out. I mean, a lot of it is just, you know, uh, standing outside in way too cold weather, just talking, you know. So um, at the time, Brandon and Austin were both in the band and everybody's trickling off to sleep. And it's me, Jared, and Killer left awake. And finally, I mean, what, five? 5 a.m., 5, 6 a.m., I'm like, all right, guys, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go to bed. And I'm staying up drinking, trying <coughs> to keep up with Killer, just trying to be nice. And there's no keeping up with this yeah. dude. And like, I am I'm, not. Because Jeremy doesn't drink. And uh, and I am absolutely blitzed. Just so, just torn to, to shreds. And then Killer, who's been drinking for probably, I don't know, 12 hours his whole life it sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> 12 hours straight has to put jared to bed yeah um because i couldn't find it on my own <laughs> so anyway I, I get downstairs austin and i are sleeping on like a sectional you know our playing footsie down there at the at the connecting point and uh so i swear i mean now remember we're here to get rest so we don't right. have to drive home well i no kidding. No sooner than I closed my eyes, it felt like the door busts open. We're downstairs. The door busts open. Light comes on. Says, y'all come get breakfast. Like, oh my God. I was so mad. But I couldn't say anything because he's being awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? He's cooked for us and all that stuff. But I looked at Austin and I was like, if he wasn't being so nice, I would stab him right <laughs> And, and what did he make? What did he make for you guys? <laughs> this is the best part. Uh, so we had, so, uh, was it sausage or bacon? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Eggs, fish sticks, you know, your normal. <laughs> uh, fish stick I, omelets. Why not? Um, I think I, I think there were pancakes involved. Yeah, he pancakes. made his pancakes. But the fish sticks were the real sticking point. Yeah. So you know we we're up dragging walking up and so i what i didn't tell you all night long we're basically getting this guy's entire life story which is the song killer um about you know his girl that left him he's quoting the bible to us um just oh well absolutely shit house drunk yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean but i always say that uh you learn a lot about somebody when they're not going to remember telling you the next day mm. yeah and, my god that i mean i literally like wrote that song on the way home like i gotta write a song about killer <laughs> it, it was already you know what i mean like i just had to like put put, put it, it on paper yeah and so why you know while we're asleep for the whole hour yeah the the drunkest guy at the place is um he goes and checks out our van who is named wet betty by the way um because we had just gotten it and so he he gave it a he gave it a good rundown like under got underneath of it checked the undercarriage make sure our exhaust wasn't rusted and all this stuff because yeah. he wanted to make sure we got a good deal on this van and got like, home safe 
Um, he also worked on what? What was the the thing in the garage? He fixed the he fixed my uh, wife's uncle's gumball machine. <laughs> yeah. in, wow. this, in this amount of time as well. Yeah. So he's a productive drunk. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's he sounds it. like a maybe a good tour manager, jack of all trades. If you guys oh, need somebody, yeah. and he so, sounds like he might have had a meth lab in his. <laughs> there was yeah. there was something a little extra powering him through, I believe. Yeah. He, he's meth lab technician, yeah. <laughs> and he. You know, he saw us off the next morning, you know, when we left. And I, I mean, he was standing in the driveway as we were driving away to the next morning, drinking a beer. Yeah, still going. And I mean, I, I don't know. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he went and freaking cut down a tree or something. No, I think he, <laughs> he was training for the for the tough man contest. Yeah, he was doing that. Did you guys know? Oh, yeah, like we just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, so yeah. he was training for that. So I guess he saw us off as drunk as he was, and then left to go train for the drunk for the for the for the tough man contest. Yeah, he's a maniac. So, so, so the go ahead. So that's where the song came from. Yeah. So if, um, you, if you listen to the lyrics, it's all I want to go back and listen to that now because I have perspective on the song. And as soon as I'm done with you guys, I'm listening. It's, it's I got it up on my screen already. Okay. And like his job, he like did like landscaping, cut trees down, and did did, did that whole thing. I mean, literally, if you really pay attention to the lyrics, it's all in there. Uh, even even that, the bridge is about his job. Uh, yeah, you know. Have he returned to Killer's house? <laughs> no, but he came to another show and he oh. <laughs> got on stage after we finished. Yeah, we played our last song, and he, he got up on stage and basically gave the gave the crowd a scolding if they didn't think we were the best band there ever was <laughs> and uh then he we proceeded to uh be background music for him to sing can't you see yeah can't you see i saw yeah. marshall tucker classic he was well, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do one and so we were just like i guess Let's and so we plugged him in and hung a guitar on him and he really wasn't that bad at all just dcg and go get away with it guys let's go we had a yeah. good time man he's a good guy <laughs> well oh, that is a great place to stop because i don't have anything else to say that's the best story ever <laughs> so <laughs> jared holly jeremy Sargent from the band duquesne out of west virginia where do we send everybody who's listening right now to hey find out more about you guys listen to your music see where you're playing the show uh you can check us out at uh duquesneband.com uh we're duquesne on facebook we're duquesne band um instagram on instagram um you know just uh youtube page youtube channel yep no tiktok right now no twitter no no tiktok i can't bring myself to do it i just you will one day you'll succumb to the dark side (laughs) i know and we don't do twitter very well either we have one but we kind of forget about it because none of us same with us (laughs) yeah we'll we'll make sure we tag you guys and all the appropriate social medias too when uh your episode comes out here in another week or so just so you know, if you want to push it off to everybody, but it's it's oh, good. Yeah. We'll do all that. So DuquesneBand.com is a nice website. You can listen to your albums, uh, all sorts of stuff on here about the band. So everybody who's listening, great Southern rock out of West Virginia. Go check them out. Go support these dudes. Uh, they're good at music. They're good people. And they're friends with a dude named Killer. Brian? So to the listeners, that is Jared Holly and Jeremy Sargent from the band Duquesne out of near Huntington, West Virginia. Thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, you guys are going to be back on again. I'll tell you that much. And I like to play fantasy promoter. And if I could do that, I want to like a co-headlining club tour with you guys and Mojo Thunder. 
yeah that'd be awesome we're in yep all right guys thanks for being on all right thanks thanks jason thank you thanks to jared and jeremy uh from duquesne for talking to us and thank you for telling us the greatest uh touring story i think we've heard so far it you know it was a really good story and i was getting a little nervous i wasn't sure what was going to happen (laughs) as they were interacting with a guy named killer uh, but luckily, everybody survived, and Killer reappeared in a sequel at a later time. Yeah, we got a horror movie out of this, huh? <laughs> killer is the Driller Killer. Um, the Driller Killer. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I also love to hear about, like, the, we find out these things that they they uh, uh, opened for the Headhunters, played on this oh, same show the Headhunters, as Mojo Steel Thunder. Woods, played with Mojo Thunder. Get, oh, we're going to have a chance to play on this with Blackberry Smoke, and I mean, their sound their sound fits right in with all that, so it it makes sense. But man, these guys have been around some of our friends, some really cool blues and southern rock bands. Yeah, and and their their record is just absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, check it out, man. It's streaming everywhere. You can, of course, you can buy it, help those guys out a little bit. But if you're in the Southern southern rock music, man, like right, this is smack dab bullseye. Yeah, and uh, there we talked about some certain songs uh, and one that, that I really, that stood out to me is uh, I'm Right Here and uh, Mountain Mama. Mountain Mama. I liked Phoenix, and we talked a little bit about a little bit of Kings and Leon inspiration. They thought that was their best track because everybody had a chance to showcase it is 13 tracks on this album and there's not a throwaway on it it's just again it is a really solid southern rock album and it's produced really well sounds great like check them out and we got to find out um about huntington west virginia as you know it's great music great great, uh, independent music I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I, no, I mean, me you got either. Marshall no, College like, there, and it's kind of like it is the that they are, that is the uh, um, state capital, right? Like, was I wrong on that? Oh, God, help me! I don't know. I just know that like Charleston is one of the bigger cities, and oh, maybe but, oh, you know what? Maybe Charleston's the capital. I probably effed that up because you know I don't remember my elementary school education. <laughs> state capitals. That's like usually like when you see like a movie where somebody is trapped on a mountain and they're trying not to fall asleep. It's state capitals. Think about state capitals. (laughs) All right. Charleston. It is Charleston, not Huntington. Damn it, Jason. Screwed it up again. Well, if I had a map, which I don't like on my wall, I'd put a big star near Huntington to check that out. You know what? If I was vain, I would tell you to edit it out. Just leave that in because everybody already knows I'm a moron that listens to this, sound, <laughs> this podcast. So just, just you know what? I'll take oh, I wasn't my beatings planning on, on editing it out. I'll take my beatings on social media. It's fine. It's what fine. What dinner place did we find out about? The, the Peddler, which the peddler. they played at. They were the first band, but Good Burgers. They have an arcade. They make their own beer, including a Mountain Dew-based beer. Um, I'm in. And fries, fries made in duck fat. Duck fat. There you go. Duck fat. Yeah. But look, dude, listen, I have a great view of Huntington. Like it's a really cool, cool little town. Even better view of it right now with everything that's that's shaking on the music scene. I'm gonna have to get out there. It's only a little bit over two hours from me. Is that you know, I forgot to ask the guys, is that like a scenic uh West Virginia? Yep. Is West Virginia scenic? 
all of West Virginia is scenic because it's all mountains and there's okay. usually rivers around too, but it is all extremely scenic and West you Virginia. You know, and, and that totally makes sense with like why the, you know, like I picture it having like a bohemian kind of hippie kind of scene, maybe part of it because you maybe it would be limited. That, it is still a little, you know, yeah, it's Appalachia. So, yeah, right. But I mean, uh, usually scenic areas, you know, bring out the, you know, the outdoorsy backpack kind of that and with people going place to place colleges, in a van. Right. You got some yeah. major colleges. Morgantown has University of West Virginia University. Huntington, of course, has Marshall. So I'm sure it is a little bit more diverse, correct? Hippie rock climbers, maybe. The hippie rock climbers that are trying to avoid being eaten by inbred cannibal hillbillies. The hippie rock climbers could be a name of, of uh, that's a great band. name for a band, too. Man, hippie rock climbers, that and uh, Appalachian Banditos. So, the hippie, the hippie rock climbers are going to be opening up for the Appalachian what? Banditos at the Pepper in Huntington, West Virginia. There you go. And with that, always remember Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 